Holistic. Bashiana. Hi. Welcome to Who You Call in Holistic. I am your host, Shiana Rivers, and I am recording today at GOT Sound Studio. Shout out to Neek. I have with me today a lovely guest, Jamel. We will get into that in just a moment. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to my Patreon. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Share my shit. Um, like my shit. Talk about my shit. That's what gets other people learning about my shit. So I appreciate you. And uh, welcome, Jamel. Hi. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here. Good, good, good. And you listen to the podcast, too, sometimes, right? Yes. Yay. Yes. Okay. Matter of fact, I was um, on it last night. I tuned into Nada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I tuned into, um, she's not Korean. Um, the Tooth Fairy one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Dennis. Shivani. Yeah. Yeah. Shivani. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that yeah. was pretty dope. Yay. Yeah. The, I've had some um, some really good stories shared on here, and it's interesting, of course, you know, once you enter this industry, the healing industry, mm-hmm. the connections you make and the similar stories or not. Yeah. Similar stories, you know, like you can see what led people to what mm-hmm. and and how they ended up where they are. And it all makes sense. Right, right, right. But it's yeah. like putting the pieces together before that, that you're like, how does this make sense? Right, right. And then it somehow comes together. Sweet. Yes. So what was so right now? One of your titles, because I don't, I don't like to limit people. Mm-hmm. I know one of your titles is licensed massage therapist. Yes. Um, what are some of your other titles out here currently? Oh, <laughs> oh let's see. Um, I'm a mom. Okay. I think that's my ultimate title. Okay. Um, I'm a business owner. I own a, you know, a local spa, massage and sauna day spa, and that's where I actually practice massage therapy. I also run a clinical massage therapy program at one of the local colleges here. And uh, I've been there 2018. Prior to that, I taught as a massage therapy instructor. So I've been teaching about since 2011. Okay. And um, I just dabble in here a little there but mm-hmm. those are like my main type I feel moments. like most business owners do like yeah. there's never just like one I mean there's one main focus usually mm-hmm. but then there's like sprinkles of other things of, yeah it's still their essence though right right like as long I feel like if you're doing things correctly it's still your essence right exactly yeah that's the essence so I've been a therapist since 2007 okay and ooh, hold on <laughs> yeah Graduated 2007. Okay. And um, I've been practicing full-time since. Okay. Yeah. What were you doing before massage? Oh, I went to college. My undergrad is uh, at Claflin University. Um, I have a Bachelor of Science, minor chemistry. Well, major biology, minor chemistry, concentration in public health. Okay, so this stuff, <laughs> this stuff tracks. It tracks, <laughs> and um, I worked for like, a whole year and then I decided I wanted to do something else. I've always been great with my hands, always been fascinated with the body. Um, I just got that type of language, even through like middle school. I just understood it at a mm-hmm. very young age. And so it tracks. And so um, so I went to college, graduated, worked for a whole year at a local hospital in the emergency room. That was very colorful. Mm, I have that same experience <laughs> in registration. Um, 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Colorful is a good adjective for that. In the emergency room. Same department. So yep. you already know. Yep. And um, so I knew I was going to work for a year and go back to school. I did not want to go back to like a four-year college. And um, somehow massage just came to me. I think I was looking at a commercial literally (laughs) after work one evening. And I was like, oh, oh. And before you know it, I was in the interview. Before you know I was in the program. Mm -hmm. That's how mine was too, yeah. Mine wasn't, I guess it wasn't a commercial but I knew I didn't want to be where I was anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I at least want to have a skill. So what skill am I learn? Am I willing to learn? Facts. And yeah. I didn't want to be a bartender. Like that just seemed like, yes, yes, I could do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have like whatever look a bartender can achieve in right. there. You know, I can have my, my tits out and whatnot. That's fine. <laughs> but, um, it, it didn't call to me. Mm-hmm. Like it was, if, if anything, it was too easy. Like this is something I do at home. Right. Like what else can I do to help? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was, I just, I was, that was it. And then, and again, I've been doing it full time. And uh, of course my career has transitioned and kind of moved in different paths, but um, definitely fell in love with education. Um, I started teaching three years after I became licensed. And so, and here I am. Okay. Um, what do you like best about being a massage instructor? Oh, well, I'm no longer teaching. I'm just overseeing the program. Okay. But what I've loved about teaching is to see people come in one way and being an influence, a direct impact. Um, and, and, you know, being that that reliable gatekeeper as far as like, okay, I'm welcoming you into the industry and this Mm -hmm. is what it's about and Mm -hmm. you're safe to come my way type thing. And so I, I just enjoy seeing people making their own decision and following through with it and becoming licensed and going to do whatever they want to do. But, um, I think, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, just seeing people come in one way, leaving out another, like literally transforming in front of my eyes. And so, and having an impact. And mm-hmm. so I think that was a dope, dope, dope. Now I'm in a position where I'm overseeing other instructors do the same thing. And so my, my influence is kind of still filtrating the student, but through them. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's nice to see it on the back end. I'm like the mother hen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. seeing my, my babies. Watch them babies grow up. Look at them. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, do I want, sometimes I miss teaching. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I miss teaching, like missing being in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So I go in sometimes just to get a little high, you mm-hmm. know, get my little, you know. But, yeah. You don't have to be in a classroom to teach. You're right. I find that my. sounds like some shit, to be honest. <laughs> Boing! <laughs> you right, you don't, and I still teach, so mm-hmm. I'm just not in a structural setting um, today. Today, <laughs> you right today, mm-hmm. and I still have the passion to do that. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just funny how life is just molding. You know, the universe is just kind of. It's just fascinating being in the passenger seat to see how how my life is transforming and mm-hmm. I'm not uh it's not forceful mm-hmm. it's just um flowing flowing mm-hmm. and so it's a, it's that's a sweet, sweet spot. Sp- I was just saying that's a sweet spot girl <laughs> yep yeah it's a sweet spot to be into very grateful 
But then there's like the ebbs and flows of that too, because you're not always in the sweet spot. And I think we expect to always be in the sweet spot. Oh, yes. Yeah. But it's like, eh. But once you get it, you got to ride that wave as long as you can. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, first of all, it's a part of, it's just a part of the whole dynamics of living. Like, shit ain't going to always be perfect. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And things are not going to go your way. But if you just. Oh, man. It's just not. You got to understand it. And I tell my son about that. Like, mm-hmm. bro, everything is not going to be going your way. You're going to get a lot of no's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you um, you just learn even in that. So ebb and, I like ebb and flow of things. It's, it's just not going to be perfect, but it's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And progress is still better than perfection. Period. So. Yeah. What is that anyway? Yeah. You know, and who are you basing that off? Because perfection, that means you're still measuring it to with something or with, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're still comparing and Mm -hmm. nah. Yeah. And I think that as business owners, you learn that a lot quicker than you would in a nine to five Mm -hmm. because, you know, you have quotas. I mean, you have your own ideas of what success looks like as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, but I think when you are in, a, in an establishment of some sort, you know, they have their own ideas and goals for their employees. Mm-hmm. So they have their own quotas and, and things that need to be met and micromanaged. Yes. So then you get into this mindset like, well, do I need to apply that to my stuff? And it's mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. It's a, it's a way different structure. Totally different. Way different. Yes. Especially when you're a solopreneur. Like, yeah. When you're a solopreneur, you do it your way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, working in certain establishments may create a certain structure and kind of give you an understanding how things could work. But when you are working for yourself, by yourself, um, you begin to evolve into, like, you begin to identify what you really like and what and what lines up with your values mm-hmm. and your vision. Mm-hmm. And then... And then you start to mold it. And then, you know, before you know it, it's yours. It's not mm-hmm. what people think it should be. It's it's genuinely yours. You created it. And so, and, and that's a beautiful thing, too, mm-hmm. because we do have in our mind that it has to be this way because we've, we've been trained and damn near brainwashed that it's supposed to be this way. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. No, no, Yeah, no. the blueprint's not the same for everybody. No. At all. Heck no. Yeah, so. Or, like, we'd all be miserable, probably. Mm-hmm. Carbon copies of each other. Yeah. And that's not how God created us to be. Mm-hmm. And and um, you just got to really hone into who who you are and what your morals and values, what you like and what you don't like. Mm-hmm. What and what you're willing good. and not willing to do. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. yeah. And do what you can and, like, outsource the rest. Like, that is, that's the game changer, too. Mm, that's good. I mean, I know it's difficult when you're. <laughs> that's real good because. <laughs> when you like the way that you do things better. But, um, you know, you got to learn how to, how to delegate. And you have to be open to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'll speak it to myself. <laughs> I, I gathered that. Just you now. have to be open in, to people in your space. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to be open to people in my space, which initially I was. But when you go and experience things, especially people, like, then you, be get, you become guarded. 
Mm-hmm. And then you're like, whoa, I didn't like that last experience. Mm-hmm. And so you have to overcome that and then heal from that. And then then you're open. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, trust and all that other good jazz is part of that. So, but yeah. Yeah, well, and I think when you when you meet the people that are your people too, like I have friends that know, like if I'm dealing with bullshit in my mind or whatever, or if I'm going through something you know, give me some space yeah. or like, or support from afar. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about, you got to trust people in your space and stuff, you got to know the, or the people have to know you well enough to know how they can support yes. in those ways yes. to maneuver with what you are and aren't willing to do with your own boundaries. Yeah. But you said a good thing, your people, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because what I've done in the past, I'm so sweet and so loving and <laughs> want to give and mm-hmm. want to support. And But when you, and that's great, and mm-hmm. that's how God created me. <laughs> However, it opens you up to people that will attach themselves to you that really don't mean you well. Mm-hmm. And so, but over time, it, it reveals that, mm-hmm. you know, give it time, it will reveal that. And then with close proximity, so the closer people are to you, um, you begin to see each other and then what you see, it may not line up with who you are. And then that's when ha- the separation has to occur. However, um, I like what you, your people, you have to identify who your people are. And I have been challenged, especially this past year or so, identifying who or who is really for Jamel, mm. who really care for me versus who just attached to me to benefit from me. Mm-hmm. And so it's been, it has been a challenge, but I'm, I'm very aware and becoming even more aware of like, oh yeah, you really ride for me mm-hmm. versus you really, you riding with me. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You just ride with me for the ride versus you're, you, I rock with you. Mm-hmm. And putting so, some gas in my car from time to time. Contributing. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, bringing the snacks for the, for the car, for the road trip. Come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll drive and you ride, Mm -hmm. you know, type thing. And so, um, yeah, I am. And I've prayed about that. And I've been really diligently kind of shuffling through trying to see, like, who is really for me. Mm -hmm. And um, that includes family. Mm -hmm. That includes. Absolutely. People we've I've considered friends. Mm -hmm. And that includes people that I've been attached to for years. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, for years, you really, if I look back, (laughs) you really wasn't for me Mm -hmm. or you didn't mean me well, or you didn't really care for me like I cared for you. And so, you know, yeah. There's a book that I read. Um, The author is Rachel Rogers. It's Mm. We Should All Be Millionaires. Okay. And it's, um, she's biracial. She identifies as like a black biracial woman. And she speaks on that about how. We should, especially, you know, if you own your own business, you should have that understanding, too, that you can also apply that to your your life, you mm-hmm. know, hire and fire people correctly or mm. accordingly to, you know, what's going on in your life. Have they contributed? Have they, you know, played a part in supporting? Have they, you know, like if you want to do it yearly and like as she explains it, I'm like, oh, but like I get it, mm-hmm. you know, like there's. You do have to kind of sort through, like you said, you know, who who's there for support and who's just there to be there. Right. Um, But in saying that, I feel like what you've experienced recently probably brought some of that to the surface. So, um, oh, yeah, I've spoken on here before about 
you know, like my own healing crisis. I had, <clears throat> I had like chronic sinus infections that turned into a whole like plethora of other side effects on top of other side effects. And it was just a shit show in my own body. Mm -hmm. And um, it took me going to the doctor over and over, specialists, ear, hearing tests, allergy tests. None of it was giving me answers. It was just getting me more and more frustrated because I felt crazy mm -hmm. because I was like, this is what's going on. It doesn't feel right. Fix it. And yes. nobody could fix it. Hello. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't yes. until I took up or I went and got acupuncture that some changes were made. So tell me about your healing crisis that you experienced. Where did, like, yes. what was the, or I'm saying what was the start of it, but we both know that there was a start probably long ago. What was, <laughs> what was the icing on the cake that you were like, okay, let me address this now? Yeah, I think um, if I had to give a timeline, I remember November of 20, 2021, mm -hmm. making it, seeing it first started a nickel-sized rash on my hand. It'd go, it'd come, it'd go. And I'm like, well, what's that about, you know? Um, and I've, you know, when I was a child, I was challenged with eczema. So I'm not a stranger of, like, that flare and, you know, it a calm-down flare. But through the years, I didn't have any issues. But I started noticing this nickel-dime rash on my hand. And during that time, I was also doing a lot of, like, deep prayer and like I wanted change mm -hmm. I wanted something to change with my dynamics with my family with my finance I just I just kept praying about change and I started noticing that come uh I would say January of last year um a part of the change is that I wanted to lose weight I wanted, I was, I was getting big. I was getting up there. My heaviest was 327 pounds. And really? I just was not happy about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about, I've played sports through middle school up through college. So I'm a former athlete. I know what is top shape, what I feel like, what I like about my body when I'm in top shape and all, you know, and I just, and then it was other problematic things come going happening to my body, I started noticing. I said, I want to change. So January of last year, I just went cold turkey with a lot of foods. Mm. What was that like? <laughs> cold turkey was, for me, I cut all sugar stuff. I cut meat. Um, I, like, I just did it. Like, I woke up one morning and was like, I'm not, I'm not eating this anymore. Mm -hmm. Um which I don't recommend. Uh, yeah, that's why I was like, what was that like? I don't recommend <laughs> doing the way I did it, cold turkey. Um, I don't recommend that. I recommend, like, weaning stuff out of your diet mm -hmm. gradually mm -hmm. if you want to change. If you want to feel better, if you want to uh, lose weight, you do things gradually, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's a long I did, game. I did cold turkey all at the same time. If I can be even more transparent, there's a lot going on in my household with my sister and um, with my family dynamics in my house. Like, it's one thing if your uncles or them fighting over there or there's issues with your brother in his house. But when you have issues in your house, it brings a level of stress, 
when you are driving in your neighborhood and you hate going home mm. and the anxiety rises up mm -hmm. as you turn into the driveway, that's a level of stress that's chronic and that I was experiencing all the same time going cold turkey. My body went havoc. Like it went crazy. Like I started having lesions all over my skin. Mm. I, my legs were swollen, that nickel dime rash or that, that nickel size rash that was on my hand spread up my arm. I was itching through the night. I was, um, I couldn't sleep certain patterns and clothes and in my linen, I literally like was freaking out. Like it was freaking me out. I was having something was going wrong in my nerve ganglia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I knew that, you know, I'm a newer nerd person. Yeah. So I, I was like, why are these mashed potatoes with these peas on top freaking me out? Interesting. Why is the vertical lines in my blanket driving me crazy? So I was just, my body started doing something crazy. Push uh, forward down into like June. At this time, I could barely walk. Now, mind you, I got to run a business. I got to work. I'm a massage therapist. Mm -hmm. I work with my hands. I mm -hmm. had so many cracks and lesions in my hands. It was crazy. My body was going crazy. So here I am going to all kinds of specialists because I'm like, what's happening? Going mm -hmm. to my doctor back and forth, spending all kinds of money. Mm -hmm. I w it was just going crazy. I didn't know. And I have pictures and stuff like that I'll share with you because I kind of like logged it mm -hmm. and the various changes I have not shared. I shared a little piece on Facebook, but um, I have so many pictures and videos of the transition. Mm. So... I didn't take pictures during mine. I did. I was so like, was, I was so, um, it got ugly. Yeah. I was so ugly. uncomfortable within my, I, I was like, I don't want to document this. I'll just, I remember it. Exactly. <laughs> I'll remember yeah. it. And, um, but I did take videos and pictures and of certain moments because I was scared. I said, God, I did. I know I'm not going out like this. That's how sick I got. Mm. And, and that's how much, Nobody couldn't tell me what was going on. So when you say you couldn't walk, mm -hmm. was that was that just nerve related? Was that muscular? Like what? How could you not walk? What was that like? Um, my my knees were swollen, not swollen like fluid. It was like bone inflamed. Mm. I had lesions, literally openings in the bottom of my feet. That was, and splits, and it was so painful mm. to walk. It was very, very painful to walk. And um, my ankles would swell at 9 o'clock. It would go down by noon, swell even more. By 4 o'clock, it was just like this up and down of, like, pain. I It's muscular. It's muscular issues, too, because, like, I couldn't extend my legs out like I wanted to. It was strange. Mm -hmm. It was strange. And um, by the end of last year, I there's no diagnosis, no clinical diagnosis outside of um, I was anemic and vitamin D deficient. My hair was falling out. All of my locks all around my parameter was out. Um, I thought I had to shave my hair because I was like, you know, my body was evacuating it was like my body was not happy. Mm -hmm. I went to Solomon's temple after I looked at all of the, I went to all, 
I went through dermatologists. I went to a rheumatologist, a gastroenterologist. I went you went to, the Western medicine route is what you're saying. Initially. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and got no answers. <sighs> I find that a lot of, and you know, I, I'm a believer that we do need both. Absolutely. But me too. I realize a lot of times when people have this healing crisis, this is what happens. Like they've, they've done the Western route. There's no diagnosis. There's no solution. There's just more questions. Yes. And more of that. What the fuck is going on? Yes. With no answers. With no <laughs> answers. And then you see, the doctors was looking at me because I was researching and doing my own thing. My primary doctor's looking at me. If I showed up, he's like, so what you think now? Right. What you going to do now? Right. Where you want me to send you now? And that's how we were. That's how we were just, I was presenting like, okay, this is what's happening this week. Rheumatologist and did all these scans. Ain't nothing wrong that way. And it's not going on with my gut. There's not, you know, and so no answers. Mm -hmm. And so I began to just go within. <laughs> I remember praying one evening, driving home, and I said, God, listen, I know I have, I know I have a purpose on this earth. First of all, I got to raise this kid of mine. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to leave him on this earth for anybody else to raise him because you gave him to me. And I, I fervently prayed to him and I said, show me what you want me to do and how you want me to heal and show me what's going on with my body. Um, because I know you have created me to have the power to heal myself because obviously these people ain't got nothing for me and I'm still here. And every day that I, you wake me up, I know I have purpose to live and I will live and not die. Like I had really had to like say it and commit to that. That I'm going to live and I'm not going to die. And I said, you need to show me <laughs> what the hell to do. Mm -hmm. Boom. Solomon's Temple. Went to Solomon's Temple. And um, he said, oh, that's parasitic. Mm -hmm. He said, you told me. You, you cut all this stuff out. You told me the doctors couldn't find nothing. You done ran all kinds of labs. He said, it's parasitic. Mm -hmm. He said, you took all that stuff out of your diet and what you've been eating for years, took all the sugar, the pasta, all this stuff out your diet, all of the sweet stuff, and the parasites went havoc. Mm -hmm. He said, and another indicator is that being that your extremities are affected, they're, they're leaving, they're coming from deep within and trying to evacuate your body, and now they're in your extremities. These mm -hmm. are the furthest away from the core, mm -hmm. right? I was like, damn, that makes sense. Wow. So I did a detox, uh, parasitic detox. It gave me another serum. Um, and then I went gluten-free. I remained gluten-free. And I did those things. And I looked at my labs. Western medicine has a purpose, too, because I thank God for my labs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like now I have, you can see the shifts. You can see the shifts and you can... It's a guide to, okay, what I need to take out, what yep. I need to put in. What can I tweak? What can refine. I tweak? Re mm -hmm. There you go. So I, um, I thank God for my labs, and I thank God for holistic practitioners like the people at Solomon's Temple. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you can't wrap your head around it while you're in the midst of it. And you, you, ain't even, you don't really need to know the why. Mm -hmm. 
you just need to know the how. And so I start figuring out some things and boom, um, I started eating super clean. Uh, I, I'll bring something in my diet, take it back out. Mm -hmm. I start doing the elimination type diet um, to see what and paying attention. And then thank God for my skin, because my skin was the number one indicator if what I ingested was my 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 body wanted it mm -hmm. you know my skin would show it immediately mm -hmm. you know or it showed by the time i wake up the next morning i'm like oh it is smoothing back out or is i'm not i wasn't as itchy or and so i started doing that mm -hmm. and um you're talking about a year later i am down 110 pounds yeah shout out to right you at, yeah Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so I'm healing real good. Um, the, the last thing that I'm challenged with is um, it's called post inflammatory hyperpigmentation, because when you're overstressed and you chronically inflame. So I was telling a good friend the other day, I said, you're not fat. You're just inflamed. Mm -hmm. You're over You're overworked and you're stressed. And so what do you do about that? You have to eliminate stress. You have to eliminate things that are causing you stress, people, places, and things. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was another thing I did this past year was I start detaching from people. Mm -hmm. I start detaching from places I would go that were triggering. Um, and then, of course, my diet. We can heal most of the issues that we have through our diet. Absolutely. And that's that's. That's mental issues, that's gut issues, that's skin issues, that's heart issues, that's lung issues. Any man that's diabetes, that's uh, any cardiovascular problems, mm -hmm. any lymphatic problems, you can eradicate majority of it through your diet. Absolutely. But it takes time. It, it, there's not a pill for that. <laughs> there is not a pill for it. But you could do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could do it. And um, so that's the gist of the healing crisis. It was it was hard. Mm -hmm. um, and it's still taxing sometimes because of the vanity part of it, where uh, one moment my skin can look very smooth or my face and majority of my body looks smooth, but then people look at my hands and they're like, oh, you look like 80-year-old hand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, it's darker than the rest of my body or stuff like that. But I have accepted that. I, I, I know what this process is because I've experienced it. And so, and I don't have to explain it to the outside people who just viewing, you right, know what I'm saying? Right. And so, um, but... It's, it's a beautiful thing to be on the other side of it because I, I thought I was dying. I was really dying in plain sight, mm. if I could just be honest. Mm -hmm. The old me was dying in plain sight. Mm -hmm. And people that were in close proximity saw it. My clients witnessed it, mm -hmm. didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my clients and family that didn't judge me where they... Like, Jamel, why are your lips just as black as this microphone? Right. Why are your, why is your, no, the, you know, they didn't question me. They just embraced me and mm -hmm. loved me. Um, didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. Some people did ask, but majority just loved me in the midst of that. And I, you know, I appreciate that because, and that's what people need when they're going through um, 
very traumatic things in their life. They don't need judgment. Mm -hmm. They just really need you to just be, let them be. Yeah. And a lot of it, you will be alone. Um, however, you do need the covering of people to not judge you and just allow you to just to kind of go through that process. Cause you're going to have to go through that damn process. Absolutely. Yeah. I know for mine, it was very much like, like you said, the inflammation was, it was everywhere. Like nothing fit. Um, cause I gained 20 pounds within like two months from wow. steroids. Okay. Steroid yeah. for like chronic. I kept getting, um, earaches and, um, I was getting fevers and vertigo. I couldn't drive. And I was like, I don't even want to drink. I feel drunk already. Mm -hmm. Like, cause I was just always dizzy, which was like an inner ear thing. But then knowing what I know now, looking back and stuff. So rewind when I was going through that, it was just because I was so inflamed. It wasn't even like you said, some people would say things and some people were just like there. Mm -hmm. But the people that said things to me were like, Oh, Shiana, you getting thick. And I'm like, no, I'm sick, actually. Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. actually, I'm going through some things. Facts. Um, so, like, I don't say shit to people. Like, if anything, it taught us those things. Like, yes. just don't say shit. Like, but in saying that, also, because of what we do for a living, we see the people that have been at their lowest, mm -hmm. and we've helped them through it. So I feel like there's that that understanding and that they're able to hold that space because They've been there Absolutely. and you helped them through it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it only tracks for them to, you know, pay it forward as well. Yeah. I am a, uh, a deeper, more graceful healer. Absolutely. A more um, compassionate, even compassionate and really approaching people that come to me with certain issues from a different angle now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm. A more gentle. I'm all. I always been gentle. That's part of what the characteristics of a massage therapist. We're soothing and and you know open and you can come as you are, but I'm I'm even more in a position where I hear you differently, mm -hmm. and I hear your body differently. Mm -hmm. And then when I touch your body, or even if you just walk in my presence, I it's almost like I have a different scan. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. And I'm like, well, damn. Whoa. And you got to be careful what you pray about. Cause I asked God, I said, I just want to become a better healer <laughs> or you got to be careful about what title you give yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh, you call yourself a healer. Mm -hmm. Let me show you what healing mm -hmm. is about. Mm -hmm. So you get pulled down into the Valley of things of life and you learn from a different scope. But when you come out of it, you, you're a different creature and you, you actually now have honed into what you claim to be. Exactly. And exactly. so, whoa. Yeah. If you knew, I tell people if what you, cause I hear people, I hear when people talking and I love the confidence that they have. And I'm like, Oh, oh you say you this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that was it for me, too, because had I not gone because I had already been doing massage therapy for like maybe four or five. Yeah, four or five years around mine. Mm -hmm. So then by the time I did acupuncture and and we learned briefly about acupuncture things in massage school mm -hmm. or not even acupuncture things, meridians. Yes. But like you hear about it and you kind of just, oh, yeah, meridians and then like dismiss it or whatever and keep it moving. But then after you learn about that then and you start 
going through your own whatever, then you see a different map. You see how this healer was looking at you. And then like you said, Solomon's Temple, which shout out to Solomon's Temple. I've I've sent some some people that way as well. (laughs) Um, But it's like, oh, my body needs this herb because it's going through this or it needs this mineral to support. Mm. And like you said, you start looking at the body a whole different way. You look at how you're approaching their healing a different way and like what they need more or less of. Mm -hmm. And like we can't we can't diagnose. I know that we cannot diagnose people, but we can say, hey, have you looked into trying this out for what what else is going on or getting some additional support from this kind of treatment? Yeah, I'm more confident in saying it. Exactly. Like I'm more like, oh, you dealing with this? No, you need to be eating fresh berries and kale every day. (laughs) Like (laughs) I'm very I'm and I'm bold with Mm -hmm, it because mm -hmm. that those are the things that helped me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to I don't care. I don't care about them titles. I know from my own personal experience, and it varies from body to body, person to person. But if there's anything that I know, I'm going to share with you. So I'm more bold with telling people, oh, you got to cut them. Sh-. If you cut the sugary drinks out, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds. Just cut the sugary drinks out for 30 <laughs> days. Mm-hmm. Well, how you know? Because I did it. <laughs> right. And, um, oh, you got a lymphatic problem. Let me see your feet. Let me see. Oh, your hair's falling out. You need to go check your get your your labs done. Right. Are you vitamin D deficient? You know, right. I, and I I'm very I'm more confident in saying that. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, you take it as a grain. You know, you use a filter in it, but you, mm-hmm. but people honor you when you say those things because they know you've been through that experience, mm-hmm. and so they respect your perspective, and um. You know, and they take it and apply it, and then boom, they're like, "Oh my gosh, you did!" So um, I'm just more bold in telling, helping people mm-hmm. even more. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all because of this healing year and a half healing crisis, mm-hmm. like, and um, so I'm grateful for the journey. It's been rough. It's <laughs> a lot of shedding. Like people are like, oh my gosh, you don't lost so much weight. You look so good. I said, really, it's just symbolic, symbolic to the shedding that has happened in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got rid of people, <laughs> the weight started coming mm-hmm. off. When I stopped going into certain places that were triggering me, the weight started falling off. And even energetically, um, I know there's something that ties in with Chinese medicine with, you know, our emotions and gut health, obviously. I mean, that's outside of Chinese medicine too. That's across the board. But we essentially add on these layers of fat to protect ourselves. Like the layers of fat, the inflammation is a protective barrier. Yes. You know, and like it only makes sense that as you become healthier and lighter Mm -hmm. um, and you're able to shed that, like you said, and you're able to be more confident mm-hmm. so you don't need that additional uh, cushion, yes. if you will, yeah, to absolutely. help um, to help keep you safe because right. you know that you're safe without it. Yeah, and I tell people, listen, uh, we care too much. I care too much for people, um, and and I care for people. Let me say this: what I'm what I'm getting at is that I. The stress and the level of stress that was in my body and the inflammation that was in my body was due to carrying other people crosses mm-hmm. and carry, caring too much about other people issues. Mm-hmm. 
So when I began to start detaching myself from other people's issues and just honing into my own personal issues, and it started, that's when I started noticing me getting better. Mm-hmm. So we have to really pay attention to caring too much about other people's problems and carrying other people's crosses. Other people's issues is not yours. Right. So you got to learn when you got to know when to put it down. You got to know when not to care. You got to mm-hmm. know when to say no. So establishing healthy boundaries is so key to your wellness. You know what I'm saying? And then once you get on the other side of healing crisis and becoming healthier and being actually well, you'll be amazed of if there's 20 items of your problems on your list, you really only have like three. Right. Absolutely. Yep. The other 17, well, because of other people. Right. <laughs> and so you get rid of the other 17 out of 20 and you deal with your three. My gosh, mm-hmm. you will become healthier and healthier each and every day. You become confident in becoming well. And really, once you become well and anybody attached to you at that point, they really, really benefit being healthy mm-hmm. and that's when you really get, it, it gets better life gets better mm-hmm. yeah but uh, we care too much not saying you can't be sensitive to other people's issues not saying you can help when you can um, not saying you cannot don't make yourself you can make yourself available but don't overextend you're supposed to pour you're supposed to get from your overflow mm-hmm. we be giving the last drops out of our sauce. Not me, because I already know. And I, I tell. <laughs> I will do that no more. No, <laughs> I will reschedule. If I'm not, if I'm not operating from overflow, Ooh. you don't need to come see me. Because, Period. Because what am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah, like, and I've told people: make sure you get in with your your self care team, your care team, whatever that looks like. Because yes. if you're not pouring into yourself like that, you become resentful. You do. And like, how am I supposed to give to other people? And I feel like shit. Right. So, and that goes, even if you're not a healer, if you have family that you care for, whatever, like you should still want to operate from overflow. Yes. Yes. But majority of us are not. We are inflamed, highly stressed, overworked, and burnt (laughs) the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Oh, no. We say fuck on here. (laughs) We talk about drugs. We say fuck. It's fine. What we get, we give from a place we shouldn't even be giving from. Mm-hmm. We don't even really have it to give. Mm-hmm. We we borrow credit. We're like we borrowing. It's the American way. <sighs> we just borrowed more money, and and th- right. <laughs> so you know, um, we have to reset. Mm-hmm. We have to really go back to the basics of your livelihood, and really, and it's very simple. It's it's so simple. And it's so peaceful when you get there. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm such in a very peaceful place. My life is not perfect, but I'm in a very peaceful place. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn. Boy, I ain't been here in a long <laughs> time, boy. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about 20 years, mm. 25 years. Mm. You know, sometimes it's good to reflect back like, Jamel, when, when were you... The way you feel today, when the last time you really genuinely felt that way? Mm-hmm. And if I had to put a number on it, I would say probably about at least 15 to 20 years. Jeez, that's too long. 
because we should at least have like, what do they call them? Glimmers of it, like attach it. Because sometimes it's not like a, a year that you're like, oh, I had a really good year. Sometimes we just need to be like, I had a really good hour that day. Mm -hmm. Like that hour made up for that shit month. Yes. You know, so I think even because there's times I look back and it's like, oh, yeah, when I was such and such age, like that was a good time. But then, you know, it's not always about that time frame. Sometimes it's just that moment mm -hmm. that we got to just appreciate. And that's why yeah. I say, like, celebrate all the wins. Yeah, you better. Because, like, you have to look back on those and it's like, oh, it's still a win. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've and there's like wins. levels of them. I've yeah. had great moments. But when it comes to, being healthy and feeling good in my internal body mm -hmm. and feeling good like from head to toe. Mm -hmm. Um it's been a while. Mm -hmm. And um you know and the the sad part about it is it's a lot of people I can almost now see sadness and others i can say oh yeah you're definitely inflamed mm -hmm. no judging mm -hmm. it's just more so like boy i just wish i have a passion now to say man we gotta go back to the basics and we what does well you feeling what does do you know how well you could feel do you are you feeling your best have you ever felt your best right. like and some people, I feel good. I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, like there's a lot of people and I feel like we had our own healing crisis to understand just how much we get detached from our own bodies with, you know, the, the things that we've learned and the way that the world operates, it helps you learn to not connect to your body. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, a lot of the clients that we've seen over the years, that's what we've done is just help them reconnect and relearn yes. these things about their bodies. And yeah. I think that that's what, you know, when it talk, when we talk about getting back to the simpler moments, it's learning how to reconnect, how to reconnect, or, you know, yeah, because we don't, good. we don't know where to start with things because we haven't had these experiences because we don't know how to talk to our bodies. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, okay. But like you said, you know, for skin things, you need to do stuff with your gut. But like, you've learned that about yourself yes. because you've had practice. Right. And that's what like the simple moments, we just need more practice of. Yeah. We have to kind of get quiet. We have to quiet the mind. Mm -hmm. We have to um, stop, press pause mm -hmm. and really get back in tune and reconnect with ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And once we do that, you're in a space to give, mm -hmm. but if you, but you got to quiet the mind, you got to get settled. And you, first of all, you got to really, I think what happened, what was a catalyst for the healing crisis was that I had a desire. I wanted something different. Mm -hmm. I wanted to feel better. Um, I didn't, I saw my body going on a decline. I wanted a change and you gotta, you gotta want to change. You got to recognize that something is problematic. Mm -hmm. You have to, you got to be honest with yourself and say you're not happy or whatever the issue is. And um, and then that desire of wanting change, it'll start, man, it's like a catapult. It's like it'll begin to start clearing the path. Mm -hmm. And the clearing of the path may be very ugly and it ain't going to be overnight. Mm -hmm. And I told you a whole year and a half healing mm -hmm. crisis. Mm -hmm. And so it, 
you know, you, it begins to clear the path for you. And, um, but it all starts back with you wanting a change. Yeah. You're not being happy with where you at. And even outside of healing, you know, I often tell people <clears throat> they can be blocking their blessings by being indecisive. So Ooh, make a decision. <laughs> yeah. When you decide when, because I had this conversation with a friend recently, especially like, you know, with COVID things and with what we're doing, even you spoke on this yourself, like the evolution of our careers, the evolution of our identities within our careers, those mm. things that have shifted, you know, and I mentioned on here even recently, I was thinking about what identities did I want for myself, like spiritual healer, spiritual teacher, but also like healer in general, you know, those different things. But when you decide that it does, it's not a thing that happens overnight. The opportunities aren't the things that present themselves overnight, but like you have to make that decision and then allow time and space for those things to make their way to you. Absolutely. Cause for yeah. me, like it was obviously my focus was massage years ago. And then like mine became more teacher, spiritualist, energy healer, podcaster, mm -hmm. those things now. But like in order for me to get those opportunities, I had to decide that in order to like say, okay, this is who I am. Right. This is my identity. But like that takes time. And I think we want like, why am I not getting clients that do this or come to this? And it's like, you just chose that identity the other day. Yeah. Like you got time. Yeah. Give it time. Cultivate it. Mm -hmm. Seed plus time equals a harvest. Right. So when you plant the seed, you when you plant an apple tree, and I've seen this on memes and stuff, you're not going to get the the fruit the next day. Right. So you have to cultivate your you, – when you plant the seed, you have decided, right? And then you have to cultivate that seed while it's in the ground. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's going to need a little sunshine and rain. Mm -hmm. It's going to need you paying attention to the cultivation so it's the it's a process and you have to understand that and then as you continue to cultivate and mold and speak well over whatever seed you planted and just have a under patience and just have an understanding that it's going to take time but it's coming oh the harvest is coming mm -hmm. um and so you know it's you have to understand that. Mm -hmm. And if you if you think it's going to happen overnight, boy, because <laughs> I done been in business since two, my first business license was in 2008. Mm -hmm. And here we are in 2023. And I would say probably the past, give or take, four years mm -hmm. where – I've have established a substantial amount of clients that have sustained me financially. Right. You know, stability is there and it takes time. Yeah. So when I hear other LMTs or other practitioners that get frustrated in the first or second year, I'm like, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Give it time. And even, give it time. Like, even outside of that industry, you know, they say a lot of times your own, whatever, whatever skill, whatever craft you decide to hone in on, to really cultivate, give it five years to I actually see. Well, yeah, but like to actually see something. See something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. 10 makes sense. But yeah, um, five like to for see, sure. Yeah. Like, cause even before I went independent as a massage therapist, 
I was doing it for, and I probably could have gone independent sooner, but I was nervous. Like, mm -hmm. what if it's not stable income? Because before I would like rent or I would give the space that I rented the room from a percentage of my checks. Mm -hmm. And then I had enough clientele to say, oh, let me just pay you for the room. Right. But, and I, that was within four years. So like, that's when I saw, okay, something has shifted, you know, yeah, that's great. But, um, it takes time. It does. It takes, it takes a lot of time. And, um, you just gotta be, uh, with business, you just have to be, um, smart and plan. And I don't know how to talk about the traditional book planning, like, Oh, get a business plan. All that stuff is great. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about the core of your business. You really, you really your values and stuff. That's what you really got to hone in mm -hmm. on. What's your, why? What's mm -hmm. your why? Yeah. First of all, what is your why behind why are you doing it? Why do you want to be a business owner? Because mm -hmm. the shit is not hard. It's not easy. I know for me, it was very much because the other shit didn't, it wasn't going to work. Like, it was, I'm, me working here is not going to work. Mm -hmm. I'm always getting in trouble because <laughs> I want this to be better. And um, you're telling me I can't make those changes. I remember, I, I've always, and I've been working since I've been 14. Mm -hmm. I've always had a slight issue with you telling me what to do. That too. That too. So I feel like like the, I you like know, rules. Structure is great. I don't like rules. I, I mean, like structure is good. Structure is great. Yeah. I don't like rules. Okay. I need structure. Yeah. Don't give me rules. Right. Why? Why? Why can't I do that? Right. So I've always knew, even as a young, like a teenager. I was a great kid, mm -hmm. but I always knew, especially working for somebody. Mm -hmm. I was super smart, still smart, but I always, at that at a young age, my first job was 14 at Bilo. Shout out to Bilo off of Broadway Road, Riverside. But uh, anyhow, um, that was my first job. And I remember my supervisors then was like, do this, do that. Okay, great. You know, good. My scanning numbers. I started trailblazing just in that little position, but I knew the rule, like, if I clock in at 8.05, you're going to write me up? Right. Yep. I used to get annoyed with um, when I worked downtown, I was living in Irmo. And that's like a 20-minute drive. Mm -hmm. But like if you're doing morning traffic, it can be, and then 5 o'clock traffic, it's 45-minute drive to an hour. Mm. So everybody else that worked with me, they lived downtown. So I remember saying, hey, do you mind if I like come in a little earlier so I can leave earlier? You know, or like, just so that I can miss that window. Right. And they were like, no. What? <laughs> what kind of rules are these? Like, it's the same <laughs> amount of hours. But like, based, no, I didn't like that shit. So, yeah. yeah. I I had to become who I am. Right. To, um, to be happy with what I'm here to do. It says, know thyself. You really got to <laughs> know yourself. Yep. Because that's also a guide to where you need to be in the earth. Mm -hmm. Um. If it feels very forced and there's, you have a lot of resistance mm -hmm. to whatever it is, that's, that's telling you that's not your space you yeah. should be in. You got options. <laughs> you have options and you should really tap into what you really want to do because it can happen for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and it takes time again to figure that out because bills come every 30 days. Mm -hmm. So, you you know, and um, so there's things we have responsibilities, but at the same time, you really need to hone into who you are. That would that will guide you to what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so, well, I think the ownership and the understanding of that will help with the responsibilities. 
Like, because again, it has the overflow. When you are operating from a space of knowing and working in that element, then the other stuff is going to come to the help, the like, maybe I'm not great at this, but somebody else is. Yes. So I know that they can help with that yes. kind of thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I wanted to bring up was I know I get a lot of questions, especially with the work I do, the things I talk about, about, um, you know, like the way of the world with BBLs right now. And, you know, even after the pandemic, there were a lot of people that wanted uh, lip fillers and injections and stuff because they were on these Zoom calls all day. Mm -hmm. And so people ask me often how I feel about surgeries and how I feel about cosmetic shifts for surgeries so that people feel better mm -hmm. in their own bodies within your healing crisis after you, you know, honed in on what you needed to, to change and shift. Uh, you also opted for some additional support with surgery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what kind of surgery was that? What is, what can you tell me about that? Yeah. So, um, I decided last year, um, you know, I wanted to lose weight um, before my surgery, I had a vertical gastric sleeve okay. and that basically, um, is where the surgeon will take like over half of your stomach. So your stomach is smaller, therefore you're going to receive smaller food. You can't eat as much mm -hmm. and then you will naturally lose the weight. So I lost 50 pounds before and then I'm like right at 60 pounds after procedure. I had that in April. Mm -hmm. So from April to now I've lost almost 60 pounds. Oh, I have lost 60 pounds, I think. I got to look at it. But um, so I had that procedure done. I'm very happy with that decision because it, it get, I'm healthier now. Mm -hmm. um, I am more confident now. I am not as big. Mm -hmm. and so I've hit my goal as far as losing weight. And um, as far as, and that was solely my decision, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I wasn't influenced by anyone. I just, I knew that what I wanted to do, I studied, researched the different options, and I felt like that was the best one for me. Because um, when you go to like a bariatric center, they do assessments, they do psych evals, and you decide you decide on what procedure is best for you. Um, and if that procedure coincides with what the surgeon recommends, then you go for it. And so. Um, even with cosmetic surgeries, because I'm getting more clients like that, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just a choice. It's a matter. I think you just have to do your research. Mm -hmm. But the healing process, you have to really create a regimen before you have the before you have the surgery. Mm -hmm. Like you really have to like make sure you have your healthcare team mm -hmm. on the side. Your post op care team should be in place, which includes a licensed massage therapist. Um, you might need an acupuncturist. You might need a counselor because once you begin to lose the weight, and I was telling a client this probably about a couple of weeks ago, I said, now that I've lost, I look different than what I was last year and what I have been the past 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. I looked, I believe I look totally different. Mm -hmm. Um, and um, I haven't been this small since since probably college, mm. undergrad. So you're talking twenty plus years. Yeah. And I'm look to I feel like I look totally different. So body dysmorphia is a really really real thing. Mm -hmm. And so you might need a counselor to help you process 
you being on the other side of losing weight, or now you have new breasts, you now have a uh, buttocks that's bringing a lot of attention. <laughs> and so you just have to provide those people, you have to put those people in place to help you heal and help you through that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, the gastric sleeve uh, is not for everyone, but it was for me. Okay. And uh, I'm very grateful. Um, initially, it was a couple of issues, but not the procedure itself. The procedure was great. It's just, let me just be honest. Please do. I couldn't. <laughs> constipation mm. was my number one issue. Mm-hmm. I've already had a slow bowel from a little child up to then. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm curious if you have like a, a bunch of cancer placements in your natal chart. Why you say that? Cause all of your stuff is very like cancer and or Virgo, but a lot of your stuff throughout your whole life is like gut health related and, um, cancer placement and the skin things too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cause I have, I've had similar things with knowing when things are off based off of my skin, uh-huh. but my rising sign is cancer, but okay. that's also your, your inner knowing your intuition things. Mm. So like you even being more, uh, knowing more about discernment now makes sense. Cause now you're more in touch with your gut and that's your crazy. gut is strong. You see what I'm saying? Like, yes. so I'm, I'd be curious to look at your chart. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look at my chart, darling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like even, and then like, as far as constipation things, emotionally speaking, that's difficult. Like you can't let go. Like you can't let that shit go. Literally. Literally. That sounds like some shit she honestly says. Yeah. So like you were probably still processing things emotionally with that procedure with the shifts. So yeah, Yeah, that tracks. And Mm -hmm. I'm more regular now, just to Mm -hmm. give you an update. Thank you. And, um, it's just, I'm. Man, I'm a different creature now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a different person, and I just stand taller in things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always seem to be – I thought I'd always been confident as a former athlete, great athlete. You begin to have your own confidence in that sport, or, you know, you can become popular, which creates confidence. Mm-hmm. And But this is a totally different confidence. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, nah. Mm-hmm. Because now you got confidence with boundaries. Like, that's what that is. Samurai. I'm like. <laughs> that's what that is. I'm like, I'm, my lens are different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I have different lenses mm-hmm. literally with life. And um, I'm happy about that. And I'm like, damn, that's dope. And so I'm very I'm more vocal now. I'm more bold in my communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a dope feeling to be on the other side of that. And I'm I'm looking forward to helping other people get to where they need to go. Um, people suffer silently, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Behind closed doors. Um, you know, people present themselves one day, one way personally or like socially, like social media and all that good stuff. But um I had made a post on Facebook the other day that I have a passion for leaders. Um because leaders have to present and perform a certain way. And mm-hmm. I can see beyond the veil of that. Mm-hmm. And so I have a passion. I see beyond people veil mm-hmm. and I'm like, I see you girl. <laughs> Let me help you. Mm-hmm. Cause I got some stuff in my toolbox mm-hmm. that will help the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can heal quicker because I'm on this side of knowing right. what to do. I got the cheat codes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, Anyhow, um, 
I'm very grateful. And this is probably the first opportunity where I have, um, you know, talk in depth about this. And so I appreciate you. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing it. I know I, um, I don't remember when we had a Reiki session, so I can't even in the midst of that phase, that journey. I don't know when that was. Oh, that was probably early spring of last year. Okay. Cause so. I remember sitting in my backyard and we had our virtual session mm -hmm. and you're, you're so calm on the phone. You, we did like a two part, I think we, well, cause I, I, we have a discussion of what's going on. Yes. And then I send a playlist and let you receive yeah. while like, I'm not on the phone yep. when you're experiencing it. You have your own experience. And that's why I think people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, cause they don't know what's going to happen when I get well, off the oh phone. Oh my gosh. And you, yes, that's it. And mm -hmm. then I had a, you blessed me bonusly cause you ended up calling me afterwards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just remember having a powwow with you. And, um, again, I just appreciated that because that was pivotal too. Um, I was going to say, it sounded like that was the start of your, yep. Maybe <laughs> that, because it was all in the midst of my sister stayed with me mm -hmm. all her life mm -hmm. and I had to let it go. Because mm -hmm. I remember we, we discussed yeah. that part. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So I was, I was afraid to let it go. Mm -hmm. Um, but baby, <laughs> when I tell you, that's what I'm saying. You, you, you cannot be afraid of letting shit go. Mm -hmm. Um, and because even in that, I was for years an enabler mm -hmm. for my siblings, mm -hmm. but I let it go. And, you know, that was part of, that was part of the release early part of last year. And my gosh, and really that was from, that was April. Matter of fact, that was April. Okay. That was April. Yep. And I remember it was spring because you saw spring. a bunny. Right. <laughs> yep. They were taking over my yard. Yep. But you had, like, you sent me a picture and everything. You were like, look what just happened. And I was like, exactly. oh, I'll have to send you the message. That was April. That was spring. Yep. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Look at this thing coming full circle. <laughs> um, yeah. So I know you got a bunch of tools in your toolkit, but you know, I like to ask everybody, what is your medicine? Oh, my medicine is um, sleep, rest. Mm. Um, I need, I always need quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to be in my own thoughts and I need to be one with God. So prayer, meditation, I stretch in the morning. I stretch at night. <laughs> I, I drink herbal teas. Um, I drink my bitters, uh, like peppermint, chamomile, nettles mm -hmm. at night. But during the day I get my green tea, kombucha during the day. Um, I switch it, mm -hmm. but I herbal teas, sleep, rest, uh, prayer, meditation. Um, I read various things. I'm a nerd by nature, so it's nothing for me to open up a book about fascia mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. a book about happy hormones mm -hmm. or, you know, just read, just rant podcasts. But I think those are my medicines. Um, I have now started implementing more social, my social life. I've been very, um, like getting out more mm -hmm. because during the healing crisis, I got real, I, I wanted to mm -hmm. retreat. Mm -hmm. I did like hermit, like, mm -hmm. because I was freaking out and I, I, 
I couldn't, I had to quiet the noise. No, hell no, I don't want to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. First of all, I look like Lizard Lee. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, but my medicine um, are those things. Okay. Um, and I just, my main thing is I always have to like breathe. Uh, I Breath work. Mm-hmm. I better breathe, man. I'm t- <laughs> Sometimes you could just breathe and it eradicate the anxiety mm-hmm. instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are my medicines. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us all today. Um, because we do need, you know, more people sharing. Because people are going through these things. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they like to suffer in silence. So we appreciate those on the other side of it that can share. You can make it. You can make it. Yep. You can make it. You can make it. You can do it. You have the power within yourself to do it, but you got to quiet. You got to get quiet. Mm-hmm. And you need the right team you to need support you along right your way. You need the right support yeah. system. You need to figure out who is it, who's attached to you. And you got to get rid of people that don't do you any due diligence. Mm-hmm. You have to. You need to do it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to change, if you want to heal, if you want to be better, if you want to lose weight, um, you're not fat. You're just inflamed. That's something that has really like near and dear to my heart mm-hmm. because cortisol is going rampant. All kinds of chemicals are going rampant in our bodies and all to serve mucus, all to serve as a protective mechanism that are naturally in our bodies. Like, you know, just soldiers in the front line to protect us. But if you're chronically dealing with stress and things that don't suit you, mm-hmm. then you be walking around here like Teletubby. <laughs> Tinky winky. <Yeah. laughs> so you're really not that. Yeah. You are inflamed, people. <laughs> Let us help you. Help us help you. Yes. So I already know what you're going to be teaching soon since you Dang. don't need a classroom to teach. Okay. Wow. See. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you again. Thank you. That's a mic drop. I can't drop the mic here. I don't want to. But, you know, that's a mic drop there. So I guess look out for what she's teaching in the near, well, I don't want to say near future. Just look out for it. Wow. Um, I'll include your info in the show notes yes, thank so you. people can reach out to you if they need. Thank you. And uh, thank you again for being here. I'm very honored. Thank you, Sheila. And uh, I will see you all next Thursday. Catch me every Thursday on Expansion Day. Make sure you meditate and hydrate. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Who You Call in Holistic. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. You can find me and all my services on shiana.com. That's S-H-E-A-N-A-H.